0: Welcome to the Porky Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ellis. Porky.co is the way to go in creating rides and connecting riders. Porky's platform technology helps you to find, meet, ride with your motorcycle tribe. This Porky Podcast is sponsored by Rolling Thunder Harley-Davidson. Visit rollingthunder.co.nz and choose your flavor of Harley-Davidson freedom. Use promotional code PORKY20. That's porky K Y two zero to receive 20% off your first online order at rollingthunder.co.nz. We're always looking for new guests, and we are lucky to have a great guest to share her rider story and professional perspective on motorcycling. Today's guest on the Porky Podcast is... Alexandra Bromley, Marketing Project Manager for Harley-Davidson Australia and New Zealand. Thanks for joining us, Alex. Thank you. Awesome. Let's get right into it. Um, Tell us about yourself, Alex, Uh, where are you from and tell us what you get up to.
1: Cool. So I'm from Sydney, or currently. Um, I grew up in Canberra, but I've been calling Sydney my home for the last nine years or so. Um, And I work in the brand marketing department for Harley-Davidson Australia and New Zealand. So, I started my motor company journey about three years ago um, and looking forward to the future with lots of exciting products we've got coming up. Um, and yeah, big background in automotive as well.
0: Excellent. Uh, I know you're a super legit rider, but what sparked your personal interest in riding motorcycles?
1: My sister actually, my younger sister, so she got her motorcycle license first. Mm-hmm. Um, she owned a Yamaha Virago and a Yamaha Vista, just mm-hmm. loved that kind of cruiser look. Um, I thought she was completely crazy, especially riding in the Canberra winters, which would be quite similar to the New Zealand winters. Mm-hmm. Um, but she really enjoyed it so i thought i might give it a go so when i moved to sydney i convinced a couple of my housemates to get their license with me Mm -hmm. and we all went and yeah i haven't looked back
0: outstanding Uh, what was the first bike you owned
1: so the first bike that i had was actually a loan from a friend Mm -hmm. while she was overseas so i had a yamaha zeal um, a naked learner bike Um, from there i went to a virago um, like my sister, because again, I liked the cruiser style. But then I went on a, I impulse bought mm-hmm. a bright red Triumph Daytona 955i. Mm-hmm. So I went from a 250 onto that. Wrong bike for me. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out the sports bike style doesn't really suit my style of riding. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up selling it to an avid collector.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then when I joined Harley, um, I started my Harley journey.
0: Outstanding. So what's uh, what's the current bike you're riding now?
1: So I just upgraded from a 48
0: onto a Street Bob. Cool. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Street Bobs. Have you done... Um, uh, you know, so so why, why is the Street Bob a good fit for you? How is it different from all the other great bikes out there? Why does it suit you well?
1: So it just seemed the... The next step in my Harley journey. So, starting on a Sportster, I mm-hmm. really loved my 48. I did a, a little bit of customization to it, but not crazy. Um, but I wanted a bit more range and I wanted something a little bit bigger to be able to go on, on some longer rides. Um, so, entry level soft tail. Um, we actually have about five people at work that bought mm-hmm. Street Bobs at the same time. Um, and we've all customized them quite differently.
0: Awesome. Because I reckon now the Box Street Bob's a brilliant bike. The only thing I would personally change straight away, and I'm a short stack, but you're quite tall, is uh, the mid mounts. I'd go straight to forward control. So have you done any customization to your bike?
1: So I did exactly that. It has forward controls. Um, I put a stage one kit in it and um, the exhaust just to make it Mm -hmm. a little deeper. Um, But there are many more things planned. Cool.
0: So do you have any sort of riding rituals or ways you express your individual freedom to ride besides your bike, you know, anything you wear?
1: Not so much rituals Mm -hmm. besides the whole keys wallet phone. Yes. (laughs) I forget my keys all the time, Mm -hmm. which you don't want the alarm going off on your bike in your driveway. Um, But yeah, I mean, I've got a jacket that's brown. I kind of like, I prefer wearing something that's a little different from the all black look. Yep. Um, just to kind of bring a little bit of colour.
0: Cool. And uh, if money's no object, what kind of bikes would be in your dream garage?
1: Well, actually, so I'd never actually thought about this really? until you've asked. Excellent.
0: <laughs> I want to hear it.
1: So, um, and this is this may sound like a sales pitch, yep. but completely not. I would own a live wire. Cool. Um, I think they're going to be or they are amazing motorcycles and it just makes sense for me and my riding as well because um, it takes me longer to put my gear on than it actually does to ride to work I live Mm. that close so an electric vehicle for me would actually It'd be quite sensible. Definitely. But I'd still be able to race around on
0: it. And listeners will probably hear a bit of background music. Uh, at the moment, we're sitting at the Luddenham Raceway outside of Sydney and uh, actually just threw a leg over the live wire not but 45 minutes ago around the racetrack. Absolutely loved it, so I completely second your thoughts on that. But um, what's, what's your why? Why do you ride, Alex?
1: So riding, for me... Is kind of my zen. Mm-hmm. It's it's meditation. Um, I mainly use it to commute, mm-hmm. but I do love getting out, um, and it's the only time really when I'm completely present. And there are only very few things at the moment that can kind of do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think a lot of other people find that as well, um, and it's quite calming.
0: Cool. Um, what would you say is your, your best riding memory? You know, what has been your most impactful ride?
1: So my, my best riding memories and experiences have mm-hmm. been able to be to ride with my family. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, a year or so ago, my dad got his Els.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I was lucky enough to borrow a soft tail slim from work. And we went out with a couple of his friends and did like a three-day weekend trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, uh, just recently picking up my street bob, my sister came up from Canberra and we rode up to the Central Coast to pick up my bike. So those have been like really cool Very memories, cool. yeah. The,
0: the uh, memories you have of family riding with mm-hmm. family. Yeah. Um, what kind of rides do you mostly enjoy? You know, We've got all kinds of rides, people will do the grand tours, people do uh, short coffee runs. What's, what's your sort of sweet spot when it comes to riding?
1: I like shorter half-day rides. Um, the, the lucky thing is where I am in Sydney, kind of not quite outskirts, but it doesn't take that long to get to the edge of Sydney. So there's a few, um, you know, hour, hour and a half rides, mm-hmm. Old Pacific Highway, really like riders' roads, cool. but it doesn't take a whole day or a whole weekend. Mm-hmm. And I really like that kind of sporadic, small group, hey, let's go for a ride but um, you can still come home and do the shopping. Cool,
0: cool. cool. And how many people do you typically ride with?
1: Um, I actually mainly ride solo,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but if it is with a group, it's usually between five to 10 riders. Like cool. I, I really like the smaller, more intimate groups. Gotcha.
0: And uh, besides your, uh, your daily work commute, um, what's your next ride you've got scheduled?
1: So I don't have anything scheduled, but I do have wish list rides.
0: <laughs> What's on the wish list for your next rides?
1: Okay, so I would love to go and ride both Tasmania and New Zealand. Mm. I think I've been talking to you about riding Absolutely. New Zealand Absolutely, you're always <laughs> for years. welcome to come
0: and see us, and we'll throw a bike your way.
1: Yeah, so I, I'd love to do that. They're just they're both stunning parts of the world and um, beautiful riding roads.
0: Definitely. And in terms of music, not everybody listens to music while you're riding, but um, if you listen to music when you're riding or if you're thinking about motorcycling, what's sort of on your soundtrack?
1: I have a ridiculously eclectic music taste, mm. and it very much changes, I guess, you know, depending on mood and whatever. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to a lot of American country music lately. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, it seems to be on the rise, eh?
1: Yeah, it is kind of getting quite popular, but other than that, like, usually when I ride, I don't listen to music. Mm-hmm. It's just mainly, like, exhaust and yes. bike sounds and things like that.
0: Back in the end yeah. of motorcycling. Exactly. Um, it's always great to hear another rider's story, and thanks for sharing yours, but now let's talk a bit about your personal perspective on riding and motorcycling. So you're a young rider, you're a female rider, and you're also a tech native rider. Um, Where can the riding community as a whole do a better job to attract younger riders, more female riders, and more diverse riders to our passion of motorcycling?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. So I guess... I've thought about this and there are three points that I think could be done better as an industry. So the first one is rider education. Mm -hmm. And not just rider education as in, like, you know, the great work that Stay Upright and and a lot of those training centres do, Mm -hmm. but even taking a step before that and, and putting information out there on, you know how to choose your motorcycle or how to choose a helmet. So um, we worked with a company called Galmatic and they run hands-on maintenance workshops for women and Mm -hmm. school groups. So they've got quite a young age. Um, And we did an intro to riding series. So it was six videos, um, you know, a few shorter for Facebook and Instagram and Mm -hmm. then some meaty ones on YouTube. Um, that just went into like a beginner's guide to motorcycling so how to pack a bag for riding um, caring for your motorcycle Mm -hmm. Um, things that people tend to when you walk into a dealership think you already know Mm -hmm. Um, so and a lot of people are scared to ask these questions so we're looking at doing a second uh, series of Mm -hmm. this shortly which will cover things like how to pick up a fallen motorcycle which I actually don't know yet, but I really want to learn. And there's a great way of being able to do it, so you can pick up lots of different weights. Um, The other thing is encouraging people to experience riding in a safe way, so jumping on the back as a pillion. If you ride with someone you trust, then you get that sense of riding without being in control of the motorcycle and having to worry about Mm -hmm. that. So um, I really encourage that as well. And the third one is actually encouragement. So, for a lot of us, it's been a long time since we've had to learn. Yes. Um, so, just letting, you know, and there's a huge drop off, drop off um, especially in Australia, of people getting their L's to then graduating to their P's and beyond. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just letting people know that there will be embarrassing moments. You know, you will drop your bike in a driveway. Absolutely. You will stall at lights and have cars beep at you. Yeah, because I
0: mean, we, we, we all learn better from our mistakes, better to keep those mistakes small and, you know, preferably during training courses.
1: Yeah, like of course, definitely. But also just encouraging people that, you know, as experienced riders, these mm-hmm. things still happen as well. And Absolutely. you're not on your own. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we just, I guess, need to remember, you know, what it was like mm-hmm. when we started riding and just encourage that rider experience for other people as well. Cool.
0: So how can our listeners um, get, in t- get in contact with you or learn more about some of the things that you've mentioned?
1: Yeah, so um, I would encourage listeners to get in contact with Galmatic, mm-hmm. watch some of the videos on YouTube, but you can also interact with them on Facebook and Instagram. Um, There's also some great riding groups locally that I found, um, Sydney Riders and Beyond, uh, Mm -hmm. one of the groups that I ride in, but, you know, you can do a Facebook search and there's lots of little groups and hopefully we'll see them on Porky soon.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: And then I would encourage people as well um, to reach out to Harley Davidson Australia Facebook and Instagram page. You know, um, there's myself and my colleague Emily. So she's just starting her rider journey and Mm -hmm. we sit behind that computer screen um, and we're more. than happy to answer any writing questions
0: so we'll make sure to include uh, all of your recommended uh, links in the show notes Um, but do you have any any final thoughts you'd like to share uh, with your writer story
1: um i guess just have fun with it and learn in your own way and write in your own way
0: awesome thanks for joining us and sharing your story alex
1: Thank you very much.
0: Awesome. Thanks for listening to the Porky Podcast. Don't forget to check episode show notes for info, links, and deals. If you'd like to be a guest rider on the show, recommend another guest rider. Or if you need any help with or have any feedback for the Porky app, email us at info at porky.co. If you enjoyed the Porky Podcast, please leave us a positive review on your favorite podcast platform. And please share Porky.co and the Porky Podcast with your riding friends. Create your own rides and connect with other riders on porky.co. Join us and find your tribe on Porky.co and help make the world a better place one ride at a time. Thanks for listening and ride safe.